trying to decide whether that new game is worth your $60? Or maybe you're just wondering if an old game is worth your time. Well, you came to the right place. This is the only podcast that tries to answer the question. Should I buy it, though? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Should I Buy It, Though? I'm Giancarlo, god of long-winded stories. TJ Berry, god of all that is fun and exciting. I am Amanda Facosta, goddess of the damn, the damn, damn this PC, damn it, get, <laughs> let me play games that I want to play, damn it, that's, damn it. I am Nick, god of Nicks. <laughs> and this week we are talking about Immortals Phoenix Rising, or as it should have just been called, Gods and Monsters. Yes, that is a much better title. A much better title. What are you going to do? Yeah, apparently it's because they got sued by Monster Energy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Really? I remember. What? Ridiculous. (laughs) Anyways, um, so hey, everyone. Yeah, this week we're talking about uh, the latest Ubisoft uh, open world game, Immortals (laughs) Phoenix Rising, also set in Greece. Um, And I mean, we'll talk about how we felt about it, but it feels like this is just Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Let's try it again. (laughs) Oh, but better this time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey slash let's make a Breath of the Wild clone. Um, Damn. But yeah, I guess uh, um, for those of you who may not be aware, uh, this is it's a very it's a very this Ubisoft game, game long, but I don't bro. mean that in like a in like a super derogatory way either. Like it's a um, but it has a lot of traditional Ubisoft um, things in it. Oh, I could smell the derogatory. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it borrows a lot from other games as well. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but this game in at various different moments has reminded me of Breath of the Wild and Spider-Man and God of War. So, like, I mean, good influences to draw from. But essentially, you are playing as Phoenix, and the whole game is, uh, is narrated by Prometheus and Zeus. Um, essentially at like this critical, like the world's about to end moment as Typhon is like killing all the gods and, uh, Zeus goes to Prometheus and he's like, yo, unchain me, tell the eagle to stop eating my liver. Let me tell you a story about Phoenix. And Zeus is like, bro, Phoenix isn't going to save us. And Prometheus is like, watch, watch. If, if he saves us, you, you unchain me. If, if he doesn't, we're dead anyways. So now John explained that really comically but like that whole scene is oh yeah yeah, it's hilarious uh um they okay so here's the thing as you progress through the game like while you're walking around anytime you enter new areas or anything like that they narrate it and it's always very like you could tell they hate each other and it's meant to be very funny um and so that's I mean that's the game, you know. It's it, it's an open world. You're you're going up to towers and scouting areas, and then exploring those areas, and moving around and progressing throughout. But uh, I do think they've done some really interesting stuff with it that I hope will. Uh, we'll, obviously, we're going to get into in a second. Um, but for context, um, I played it on my Switch. It's available on up on all platforms. Uh, I got it on PC initially. It was running fine, and then at about an hour and a half in, as I was nearing the end of the prologue, I started running into some massive performance issues. Uh, And so I said, well, if it's going to run like hot garbage, might as well try it on the Switch. And it's been running 
pretty excellently on the Switch. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of trade-offs when you play on the Switch, um, but those are kind of to be expected. Um, so, you know, as far as expectations for running it on a handheld low-power system, uh, I was very, very surprised. Um, what what were all of your experiences with it? I played it on Switch. Um, so, like, same. Like, it's been running perfectly fine for me. Um, I... <laughs> only have a pc and if you don't know that by now you, uh, <laughs> welcome you haven't been listening to this podcast since the beginning so welcome um yeah i got on a pc and it was fine it, it was basically very similar to john's experience it was fine um for the very beginning and then it wasn't and then it started lagging out um I got a few crashes, and then it was to the point where it's like, hey, you can't play this game, and you can't um, have happiness this holiday season, so screw you, Amanda. And I said, okay, thank you very much, and I stopped playing it, so. Which I'm actually very upset about, because, listen, I said it in my 24-hour review, I love Greek mythology, we knew this from the beginning, and I was like, man, I'm pretty hyped to play this game, and then I was, and I was enjoying it, and then it got taken away from me. And I'm really sad. I'm really sad. Okay? So I just wanted to say that. So donate we... to the podcast so we can get Amanda a switch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please help me, please. <laughs> and not to make matters worse or anything, but I will say, like, the elements of Greek mythology in this game are really cool. While I like Greek mythology, but I'm not, like, crazy about it like, you know, like you are and a lot of people are. Um, and honestly, there was a point in this game where I was like, I don't know why, but I just reached a point where I went, you know what? I get it. I understand why people are the way they are. <laughs> I love Greek and Roman mythology, man. So I was like, yes. And now I'm even more sad. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about the game, I guess. Um, no, but that's actually an excellent first point. Um, performance, just really quick. Uh, from my experiences and from what I've read, like, if you want to get this game on PC, you better have a high power system, which is ridiculous because the game looks, it's a very cartoony art style. Yeah. It looks like somewhere in between, like, Breath of the Wild and, I hate to say it, but, like, Fortnite. So, you know, you don't expect it to be, like, a crazy power draw. My, my system's um, specifications fall somewhere in between the recommended specs for high and, and very high settings. Um, and still it was running like tit, like freezing, like straight up, you know, like several seconds of like nothing, um, which is not good. So I would say like, if, if you're planning on getting this game, uh, specifically on PC, you might want to steer clear of it unless we see significant improvements in the future. Um, it's but weird, on the but switch, kind of get yeah, Just uh, on the switch though, I will say like it runs like butter, like, you know, I've I've noticed very very few fropped uh, fropped dreams dropped <laughs> frames, um, and while there is like pop in and stuff like that, like you will notice it. Obviously, the resolution is lower, that sort of thing. What matters to me, stability. It's very stable, and so um, especially from I guess a Ubisoft title, I was surprised maybe since they were kind of drawing so much inspiration from Breath of the Wild, maybe they put extra care into that and less into the PC. Um, I don't know, but... Yeah. Oh, no. I think because it's a Ubisoft game, I'm not surprised at all to hear that it's super buggy. Like, as an Assassin's Creed fan, I expected yeah. this to be, like, a... Not a buggy mess, but, like, you're gonna you're gonna hit your Ubisoft bugs here and there. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah. It was just upsetting because it, it almost feels like they polished the first hour and a half on the PC so that you would get far enough in that hopefully you couldn't like refund it or something <laughs> because it really was like almost at the end of my two hours. Um, and the other like sucky thing about it is that it has um, save transfers. So like that's what I did. I transferred my save from my PC to my Switch and I'm like, damn, if I like really love this game, like, you know, who knows? Like you have a potential market of customers who might want it on a PC at home and then a Switch on the go. Uh, but then you said, nope, just play it on the Switch and don't bother with the PC version. Yeah. yeah. I kind of get it though because like the game feels bigger than Breath of the Wild and everything's running at once. So, like, what they have formatted for, like, PS4, PS5, Switch, um, PC-wise, they were just like, well, you just need to be able to run all these things at yeah, the same yeah. time if you want it. So, okay. um, so I guess first, I, I kind of want to talk about mechanics and everything because, to me, that was one of the most interesting things um, in the sense of, like, because it's an open world game, you do a lot of traveling, a lot of like running around, that sort of thing. And so really like the the enjoyability of like what you're doing, you know, out, out of context, like even out of story, I think is really important in a game like this. Um, and so in this game, a, a lot of the gameplay consists of obviously it's a ton of combat and exploration. There's a ton of puzzles. Um, I think the puzzles are super well done, actually. Um Sometimes you can breeze through them. Other times, like, I got stumped on, like, stupid stuff, and I was like, wow, incredible. Um, but I, I loved it just because even, like, throughout the world, like, there's little tiny... I mean, it's not a spoiler or anything because it's literally, like, a random side quest. But at one point, I found, like, a block of marble with, like, a little chisel next to it. And I was like, huh. And I just did a heavy attack on it. And, of course, uh, it broke and a sculpture appeared, and that solved the puzzle. And it let me enter this area. And I was like, that was fun. And I, I found a lot of moments like that where, like, I was exploring and I was doing, like, relatively mundane stuff, but, like, I enjoyed the action of doing it. Um, the game is about uh, roughly, I mean, you could spend a lot of time in it, but uh, I've heard that for most people it'll land somewhere about 30 hours. Uh, and so the, the skill trees are not super extensive. Uh, not to compare it to Assassin's Creed, but because it does remind me so much of Odyssey, I'm so glad to see that this is really a lot more like Breath of the Wild, where it's like, hey, you could kind of do, go anywhere, kind of do anything, you know, within reason, there's still, like, a plot you have to follow. Yeah. But it's not like, oh, this area is for level 10 players. If you try to attack this enemy, it's going to take you 20 hours to kill it. Um, like, no, like, there are difficult enemies, you know, there are higher level enemies, but, like, within reason, like, you could still go and do whatever you want. And so you're doing a lot of combat, a lot of the exploration. Uh, to me, the combat, because there is a, a you do have abilities in this game, kind of like in Breath of the Wild. I w I'd say probably significantly less satisfying than in Breath of the Wild, um, but also a lot simpler. Um, but combining all that stuff together and like the combat, to me, felt super great, uh, especially when you start getting some of like the vertical upgrades that let you go into the air and fight in the air. It felt a lot like Spider-Man. And I had a lot of fun with that. I don't know, t like TJ, how do you how do you enjoy just like the mechanics and the feel of the game? I mean, like I think that um, the puzzles and the combat are probably the best parts of the game. Yeah, um, I actually almost like disagree. Like I think the combat is more fun than Breath of the Wild, just because there's more that you get access to. Um, the um, whereas Breath of the Wild, you can kind of take on anything. Um, as long as you're like skilled enough, this game kind of has like some sections where like if you don't have this ability, like it's gonna be good, rough. Good luck to you, kind of thing. But the fact that you do have 
um, so much access to everything. Like the whole world is open to you, like right from the beginning, basically. And like I said before, like I like it to me, it kind of felt bigger than Breath of the Wild, almost like you can go out and do more things. Like I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the uh, I mean, all of the mechanics. Okay, so. I don't want to spend this whole review comparing it to other games, but it, it is so derivative of other <laughs> games lot, that I feel like it's a, it's a yeah. great way to discuss it. There's so many games. Like, it's, it's so funny because because of Breath of the Wild, everyone, like, refers to these as Breath of the Wild clones as opposed yeah. to, like, maybe a new genre that opened up. Um, yeah. Because it's almost like fake MMO kind of style because Genshin Impact is really similar to... Yeah. Um, but, like... So one of the things that to me, um, whether you enjoy it or not, I'm one of those people that would argue that like Breath of the Wild is an objectively good game. As far as you can say that anything that is a matter of opinion can be objective. But if you look at like what makes that game successful, I really do think it is how incredibly tight the mechanics and the physics of that world are. You know, they give you these abilities and they say, hey, here's how it works. And it will work like that anywhere no matter what and so like that is just an impressive feat to have that consistency in the world that then can take like a really simple task or you know even like nothing and allow the player to have a lot of fun because of the creativity that unlocks because you know what your options are and you're you're willing to like play with them and you know how they're going to respond to you um and this game while i don't again i don't think it's as tight as Breath of the Wild, I think it comes kind of remarkably close. Um, you know, again, much simpler abilities. You're not going to be doing stuff like freezing a rock in place and then hitting it and setting it flying. Like, the abilities just don't have that kind of scope. Um, but I, I did find that, like, I had the freedom to approach puzzles in different ways, you know, within reason. Um, and, and I found that really enjoyable. I, I don't know, TJ, like... I, do you have any thoughts, like, in that realm, I guess? Because it was something that I thought about a lot as I was playing the game. What do you mean? Just kind of uh, um, the the way that the world, you know, being an open world, I feel like, especially Ubisoft, um, Ubisoft and open worlds just kind of are, are kind of a dirty mixture lately because yeah. they have this tendency to be so um, dull. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Yeah. And so, oh, yeah. I, I don't know, I just found myself, one, I, I think the density in this world was good, but two, I found that my, um, the way the mechanics played with each other, like, they obeyed their own rules really, really well, they were consistent, there were very few times where the game was like, hey, you can't do this, yeah. and so I found my myself having fun exploring things, maybe in ways I wasn't supposed to, and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, no, that's definitely really cool, especially, like, tackling um, puzzles where... You know that you're supposed to do it one way, but you're like, what if I do it this way? And it yeah. actually, like, works, or you just, like, figure out a different way. Or, like, um, like easy accidents, like, if you accidentally, like, knock an orb into an enemy camp that wasn't supposed to be there. And you're like, oh, yeah. God, let me get this back kind of stuff. So, like, I do think they did that well, especially for uh, Ubisoft um, to be able to tackle this kind of thing. And they spend, like, so much love and care into the game. Yeah, I, I definitely think um, um, something that rings throughout the game is that whatever team was making this, I do think that they cared at the very least. Like, it shows in the game. Little little details here and there that um, I... 
It, it's funny that you say it feels bigger than Breath of the Wild to you because to me it does feel smaller, but um, it feels like there's something to do at every turn, whether it's one of the uh, Typhon's vaults or, you know, a main quest or just collecting a little orb to power up. Like, there's always something to do, and it has that kind of draw where you could just walk around and be like, oh, look, there's something right there. I'm going to go do that. And, like, that's kind of how I played the game. I, I would love to know what you spent your time doing and what you enjoyed the most, but, like, for me, it was definitely, like... I would just follow the main quest, but instead of fast traveling, I would go on foot, and then I would just stop on stuff that were, like, on my way there. And that alone, I feel like I'm not over-leveled, but, like, I'm I'm pretty well-stacked, and it's yeah, just from like... taking the time to do stuff on the way there. And that's, like, the fun part of the game. I feel like I do that a lot in games. Like, I know I definitely did that in, like, Tsushima for a while with, like, um, maybe it's ADHD in me or what, where I just get distracted, and I'm like, oh, this is yeah. <laughs> Let me go do this. Um, so I did a lot of similar stuff. Like I would like try to follow the main missions, uh, but I would get sidetracked by just like things that are nearby or like trying out the combat systems or if I got like a new ability I want to do or like play around with bows and arrows, um, that kind of stuff. Um, it's all it is kind of weird, like because like once you get like a bunch of abilities, you do kind of feel like like I could take on the world. Yeah, um, but at the same time, it doesn't feel like oh man i ruined the game for myself now because i i'm so strong or because i have so many abilities which is kind of cool and that doesn't no ab- absolutely not and the game accounts for that as well because like a lot of the especially the optional like side bosses they're very much bullet sponges like yeah. there's no question about it there's some but, big dudes in there but they also like have ways where you can tackle it at lower levels, you know, if you're paying attention. Like especially they they kind of take the um that perfect dodge time slowdown mechanic. Uh and if you can like learn an enemy's attacks well and just kind of dodge all the time, you can breeze through an encounter. Like even a bullet spongy dude, you know. Um so I I found that fun, you know, there yeah, there's different options. Either go get stacked and come back with abilities so that they can't stack up to you. Or, you know, go in and, and do it the hard way. And they're all kind of viable, which I enjoyed. I, I liked having that freedom. And uh, it encouraged me to kind of tackle stuff that I may not have in, you know, other kinds of games. Just because I'm like, oh, I'm not ready for this yet. But in this game, I always kind of felt like I'm like, I can. I think I can do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do it. <laughs> <laughs> do it and I'm going to try it. I mean, yeah. what did you think before it died on you? I loved it. I loved it. I was having a great time. And then I just got really, really sad. (laughs) It was really, I was actually genuinely upset because, like I said before, I really, just Greek mythology alone, like, that, that's what, that's the main reason why I knew I think I was going to have a good time with it, regardless of whether or not the game was actually good. Um, and then I only got to do so much. But I mean, from, from before it sucked and crashed and was caca poo poo, it was really good. It ran, it ran, um, it ran really smoothly. And I actually like, I, I liked the mechanics and I thought everything, I thought it was really fun. And I was like, wow, I, I was right in assuming that I was going to enjoy this. And then, and then I was wrong. So I guess. Um. Oh, one of my favorite <laughs> mechanics in this, which isn't in any open world game that I know of so far is um that customization mechanic. Um, oh, yeah. You have Aphrodite's beauty chair. You can be a boy, you can be a girl, you can customize, like... The you can literally have red or blue skin. 
Man, uh, yeah, for real. Like, other than the fact that your name is Phoenix, um, yeah, you can basically do whatever you want, which I think is really cool, and it makes it just a little bit more immersive, even though the game kind of looks like you're running around yeah. like Crash Bandicoot. Uh, before we talk about aesthetics, which I, I do want to talk about really <laughs> quickly, but uh, I on the topic of customization, I also think it's cool that the voices are detached of like the body type. So you could have like a quote unquote female voice with like a quote unquote male body. Like it's it's not tied down to anything. You can go splish splash with your guppy friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, I thought it was nice that they really give you uh, the freedom there. And I think that'd be a cool thing for maybe more games to adopt. But uh, let's talk about aesthetics for a second because this game looks like it's made out of Play-Doh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't disagree, bro. That game does not look... All right, it doesn't. Look I like bad, the art direction, actually. Like, I, do you, yeah. The the first thing I, the first thing I thought when I saw it, it reminded me. I don't know if you guys. I don't remember what they're called. Um, those commercials for that mobile game. Um, <laughs> it looked like it, Skylanders, like, bro. Like, it. Yeah, and I, I didn't hate it, but it, yeah. it. That was a bit of a. I don't know why. I. I don't know. I, I I'm not going to lie, I actually prefer this art style to, like, trying to go realistic and falling short of it. I prefer okay. that you lean into the stylized aesthetic. I really like how the world looks. I think the world looks great. Also, the game yeah. has incredible art direction in, like, really specific moments. There are these kind of cutscenes that look like, um, like murals almost because it is kind of being presented as this story. It's and so, so those illustrations... Yeah, pretty cool. and and the illustrations there are gorgeous. Um, when you enter certain vaults to do uh like kind of boss areas, usually you see like these constellations that resemble some of the characters, and I thought that just looks really cool. Um, the only area that like really is like yikes, dude, are the character models. Like you don't look very good. The other characters you run into don't look great either. Um. But other than that, like, animals, I can live with their art style. The world, I actually really enjoy. It just kind of sucks that, I don't know, something about the characters looks off. I almost wish I, like, picked it up for PS4 just so I... But, um, like, I, it's a little more forgiving for me just because it's so, like, campy and comical. Yeah, yeah. I would be kind of, like, upset if they were, like... If Zeus was, like, cracking jokes and he, like, actually looked like somebody's, like, buff grandpa. He looks like Kratos, just, like... Yo, facts. Yeah. I'm just, like... <laughs> it's like, I don't know if I believe you, sir. And I enjoy uh, Zeus's um, dad bod too. I just I, I like that character design. The it's almost Santa Clausy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, what do I do? Everybody looks kind of doughy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, and the mouth animations are not excellent. Um, and the voice acting—it's so weird because some are excellent, and then others, I'm like. I don't know if you're good or bad. Like, I don't know where I fall on your performance. Or at least the material you're being given. Because um, some of the lines are, like, a little too, like... Like, okay, you don't need to hit me that hard over the head with it. Like, relax. Um, but other parts of the writing, I think, are, are spectacular. I don't know if you guys caught, but there are references all over the place. Particularly, there are several references to God of War that had me, like... I just I they were stupid. Oh, but really? I love them. Yes. Like what? Uh, I almost don't oh, want to spoilers. spoil it. 
Okay, wait. If you're listening to this, uh, fast forward uh, 20 seconds. Okay, so at one point you meet Ares, right? The god of war. Yeah. Uh, and so ah. he's he's talking to a bear. Okay. And, and he goes, no, bear. You are not ready. <laughs> later they're, they're playing checkers and uh and like the bear grunts like to say i'm sorry and he goes do not be sorry bear be better that's good i yeah. love that <laughs> spoilers you design, over you can design Yay. kratos in the game you can kind of design you kratos can you can try at like least give him the like red thing over his eye and all this yeah you know oh, what? Let's cool. not even talk about Kratos right now because I'm grieving at him being included in Fortnite. <laughs> oh, I know. And Mandalorian. This isn't a Fortnite review. I'm sorry, yeah, but yeah, I'm, yeah. I agree. <laughs> uh, if you have fun with it, that's all that matters. But also, like, <laughs> please play other things. <laughs> I can't talk. I play a lot of Apex lately. Apex. Anyway. Um, but since we're kind of on the topic of like narrative and writing and all of that, I mean, this game is is comedy heavy, yeah. and uh, I I just want to know how do you feel about the narrative? Um, while I did like all the comedy and like the campiness, uh, I don't think like and even with like the cast, I don't think it's that strong. It's it's really not. I think it has nice funny moments here and there. Uh, and while I enjoyed some of the the character quest lines that like you follow, I, I think they're cool, but they're just they're very surface level. Where and I don't know how you would have done more, yeah. uh, at least not with the the way the game is set up. But I, I would have wanted something a little stronger. Uh, there is a cool because TJ, I know you're you're not done with the game, right? Yeah. You're about fifteen hours. Yeah. I'm roughly 20 hours in, and I believe I'm I'm about to enter the final mission. Uh, and something happened later in the game that um, I, I assume you could activate it earlier, depending on what order you do stuff in. But I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I, I see some cool story stuff being set up. But regardless, like, the game really is about the exploration and the world and all of that. Like, the narrative does not seem to be the primary focus. Um, but something I loved about the quote-unquote narrative really is the writing. It's just that the game really focuses on, like, how terrible all of the gods are. Like, it does not try to... It glorifies them. It absolutely does. But it glorifies them while highlighting, like, that they're all kind of terrible people. Uh, And I like that. They are all POS, so... (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so, like, even though though Phoenix is sometimes, like, praising the gods, I feel like the game doesn't want you to praise them. Uh, you know, and not that, not in a super heavy way. Like, it's not like a huge, like, deep reflect on this. But it's just like, nah, these dudes suck. Like, <laughs> end of story. Um, and I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was fun for a game that has, you know, is set with these gods to not be like, oh no, but there are protagonists to just be like, yeah, they they suck. There are protagonists anyways, but they suck. Um, I've, I've heard the the like comedy it. could be a little cringe. It and it a little can much. be at points. Uh, okay. Actually, for me, it's not even a comedy. For me, it's almost like there are f- several pep talks in the game that oh. I'm like, come on. Okay, we get it. Like, let's move <laughs> on. Um, the comedy, even if it is cringe, a lot of times because it's coming from like Zeus and Prometheus most of the time, uh, it, they're like quick quips. So like, it's not bad enough for me to like sit there and be like, ooh. Gotcha. Uh, I will say though, I, I, I'm curious, TJ. There's a there's a character that you meet early on who sticks with you. I mean, not with you, but like, is there for the rest of the game? Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. 
Do you like him? Because I liked him at first, and now he just pisses me off. <laughs> um, I feel like I got to a point where I just ignored him. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like every time I go back to that area and he's there and he tries talking to me, I'm like, shut up. Shut Is he up. like Navi from Ocarina? No, he's not that annoying. I just, I'm just like, dude. Like, I, I guess his actions in the game, I was like, shut up. You have no right. Get out of here. Like, <laughs> funny. Yeah. yeah. I just ignore him at this point. Like, he's not terrible. He's definitely not, like, he's not an annoying per se, but it's just like a, you're not needed anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he acts like he is. And I think that's what gets me. I'm like, dude, you're so, you're so nothing. Um, Anyways, little sidebar, I guess. But um, I guess something I am curious, TJ, what's your favorite ability in the game? Because I love Apollo's arrow so much. It is one of those modes where you can shoot an arrow, but like you take control of it and you steer it. And it reminds me of like the rocket fist in Metal Gear. Uh, And you can use it often, like all the time. And I've been abusing that ability just because I love it so much. That's the one where you can like, you just guided, right? It goes in yeah. the first person. You're flying through the arrow. Hmm. You know, I don't know. Fair. Like, I know there's like one ability where you can make um, like spikes come out of the ground. That I. Oh, I don't think I have that one. Like, I think they're arrows. Really? Cool. Huh. Okay. Um. So I guess is there anything that you want to talk about, or any questions that you guys have? What do you think about the music? Um, I thought it was nice. There's a certain theme that plays over and over, like when you're not really doing anything in particular. That I don't know why I keep I keep thinking is a, is like straight up a Kingdom Hearts song, um, <laughs> but in like a bad way, and like not in a not in an awful way, but in a way where I'm like, this is like a little me. too much. It's a little too. You remember how I said that one of the like the areas in Kingdom Hearts like had a song that just like annoyed me a little the bit Traverse after being on Luke? Town yeah. theme song, the one that yeah. everyone loves. Yeah, it gave me those vibes a little bit. <laughs> oh, okay. How much is this game? A full sixty yes. dollars. No. Um, you can get it like fifty yes. for, at like Walmart or something. It's so f- As it, it should be though. Like it's a huge game. Oh yeah, it's, okay. it's big, and sure. there, there is a lot to do. Like, and like it's not it's just empty hours space. Minimum, if you just run through the store. Okay, I'm telling okay. you, I'm sitting at a bit, uh, a good bit over 20 hours now, and like I said, I'm still like about to enter the final mission. So, um, and that's me Fair. kind of rushing it for the sake of the review. Okay, um, we didn't. You guys didn't really talk about combat too much. Is that decent? Is it fun? Is it like yeah, nothing yeah. Really? Um, I I actually think the combat is very fun. Um, some enemies are very bullet spongy, but I think the abilities you have are satisfying. You know, and it's again, it's kind of standard. There's the dodge, there's the parry, the light attack, the heavy attack. You have your arrows, uh, and then but then the upgrades. While there's not too many, they they a lot of them at least feel very significant. Like there's an air launch, which then gives it that Spider-Man feel because then you can start comboing people in the air. Cool. Um, like you can break enemy shields have. down to kind of get them uh, to be, I guess, like days for a bit and really get hits in, which uh, for certain bosses is like crucial and it feels uh, fun. Um, it, it can be very fast paced. And yeah, it, it's just 
to me, it feels like delicious combat. You know, it's not Ghost of Tsushima, but I enjoy it quite a lot, actually. Yeah, again, like, I think combat is one of its, like, stronger points. Yeah. It's definitely fun to do, like, and there's, like, a variety. Like, you don't always, it's not always just, like, oh, let me hack and slash with my sword. You also get, like, an axe, or you can switch to your bow and arrow. You get a bunch of godly abilities that you can upgrade and do stuff like that. And you can play around and, like, figure out what is the most fun for you or what works the best kind of thing. And they don't make you have to specifically use one thing or the other, which I think is really cool. Yeah. And especially um, when you get, in particular, those optional, um, like, side bosses... Uh, I really enjoy those fights because there are some that are just kind of like animals in the overworld that are like beefed up. And then there are others that are like specific characters that you are fighting. And oh, they good. have fight styles that kind of embody that. And they do um, they do a pretty good job of like telegraphing their hits and stuff so that it feels, you know, without feeling too grindy, it, it feels you, you, you get something that approaches that satisfaction of... Um, without being anywhere near the game, but something that approaches the kind of satisfaction you get from, like, a Dark Souls of, like, learning a boss uh, mm-hmm. and, and kind of feeling like you know, you're knowing what you're doing and not just hacking and slashing. Um, again, not to that extent, but, you know, the, like, the core idea is kind of there, I think, at yeah. least, in my experience. Is there a stamina bar? There yeah. is, and it's very <laughs> annoying early on. Just no. Immortals, why? Yeah. You were the, the chosen one. Thing, bro. Everybody has to use a stamina bar. <laughs> that's, that's the I will say it feels like it. I upgraded it pretty quickly, though. Okay, good. Because you not um, as annoying as um with the stamina bar, but like you know it's there. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's it's annoying early on, but I think that's by design because they need to get you to go through that first island without being able to like escape. You know. Yeah, well, that's Breath of the Wild. It's exactly. annoying in the beginning, and then it gets fine once you upgrade it. And the it's thing still is, annoying. I don't know about if if TJ shared this experience or not, but I found that like a good portion of my game was in either the main quests or doing these things called the Vaults of Tartarus, um, and both of those activities almost always reward you with the component that uh, you need to upgrade your stamina. So mm. it gets more expensive as you go, but if you're just playing the game and doing like those main activities, you're kind of naturally collecting those. Okay, so if I pick this game up, I'm doing those vaults first, right? That's what I'm. There, doing. they are. There are so many, <laughs> and if you enjoy the combat and you enjoy the puzzles, because in particular the puzzles, those vaults are almost always. It's literally a shrine from Breath of the Wild. It's yeah, big puzzle okay. area, and then sometimes combat at the end. Um, so, yeah. And, I oh, God, we talked about it super briefly, but, like, I just don't know how to go further into it uh, other than just saying the puzzles are delightful, I think. Some of them are long and they get a little annoying because, like, you got to, like, race things sometimes to, like, get there. Uh, and I just hate racing in games, period. But, <laughs> um, but no, I, I liked it. Like, I, I felt very mentally engaged um, whenever I was playing this game, which to me okay. is like a huge important factor and I think that's why that's part of why I enjoyed Breath of the Wild so much. Okay. And John does really like puzzles too. But like they are fun. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. They're very yeah. interesting to do. Puzzles can like, be fun. They can be a little yeah. challenging but like nothing like pull your hair out. Yeah. That's good. Uh, Amanda, anything you want to know about? 
Yeah, I have a question. <laughs> Should I go buy a Switch just to play this game? Okay. That's a well. way bigger question than should I buy it, though. You should buy a Switch in general, but... You should yeah. buy a Switch... You should buy a Switch for Mario Odyssey. No, no, no. You oh should buy gosh. a Switch for Breath of the Wild. And it's if you really enjoy that and you want like, more of it, then get this It's easier to convince I've someone played... to buy a $50 game than to buy a $200 system <laughs> and a $50 game. Just get Mario Odyssey. That's all you need. I've played Odyssey. I've played both of those games. Oh, I then don't you don't think... need a Switch. No. <laughs> I, I didn't. I mean, I didn't play them to like completion or anything. I just played them because John had them at the uh. time, and I was like, "Let me try this." And I mean, it was fine. I just like I'm on the I'm on the verge of buying a Switch. I swear. I mean, you should buy a Switch buy. regardless. Uh, I sure. Really... Yeah. I... I'll I'll say this just because this is the first uh like big boy game I've had to play on the Switch in a while. Like I played Hades on it, but Hades is like it has a lighter feel to it. You know, it's it doesn't feel like mm-hmm. it feels like an indie game in a good way, you know, but it doesn't feel like that yeah. traditional like third person like open oh, world all of that. Um yeah. but this is reinforced that like the Switch is my favorite console. Really? By far. Okay. By it's far. Just cuz you can like travel okay. with it and like there's like, I hate Granted, I will. I also. Like, I never play docked ever. Um, I always play in handheld. But sure. like, there's just something so so nice about it, and like being able to play in bed or like in the car, like wherever you are, like it's great. It's just it's phenomenal. I love my PC, mm. you know, the most, particularly because I love mouse and keyboard. But mm-hmm. uh, if I could you get like all games on the mm. Switch and they all ran well, I probably would. I, I mean, you know, that's a fair point. I probably that's what you would do. You too. pick up your iPad and you get um, PS4 remote play for free, and you could do the same thing. Yeah. Well, you can't play like in the car, but like, actually, no, because as long as you have internet, you could do PS4 remote play. But anyway. I, well, you know, it, it, I guess my real question is: should should people buy this game? All right. So, in the case of Immortals: <laughs> Phoenix Rising, how do we vote? Um, I'll go first, and I know we didn't, like, say too many bad things about it, but, I mean, for me, the the big one is just, uh, that performance problem on the PC. Like, that makes me wary to, you know, when I see something that bad, it makes me wary to, uh, to recommend anything to, like, anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and this game is obviously very derivative of a lot of other games. Um, like I said, I, there are moments where I see Breath of the Wild in enemy design. A lot of times I see God of War. <laughs> combat feels kind of spider-man with uh with a little bit of maybe like the witcher i guess like but granted you know everything is a parody of something else these days just in you know in general um so i i've never found stealing to be a bad thing as long as you do it in a compelling way and while i don't yeah and while i don't think that this game is as good as something as like breath of the wild I don't think it's tremendously far off. I think the setting is very compelling. Um, and I will absolutely say play Breath of the Wild instead of this. But uh, <laughs> but if you've done that already or if you can't play Breath of the Wild or whatever, um, I, I think this is absolutely a... Yeah, you should buy it, though. I had I, I had plenty of fun, and I hope to finish it. I think it's a great campy game, um, <clears throat> especially considering Breath of the Wild came out like three years ago. Um, if you're itching for another open uh, game, you don't want to play Genshin Impact for whatever reasons, uh, you should definitely pick up this game. Uh, it's definitely fun to play. Um, you'll definitely get a lot out of it for your money's worth. I'm still a little sad at the price, um, but like I get it. 
I wish it was like $10 cheaper, but like I get it because it's a huge game. Um, so yeah, I'd recommend getting it. So in the case of Immortals Phoenix Rising, you should buy it though. Yeah. Especially if you like technology. Wow. So would you say this is Immortals Phoenix Rising and not just The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild with a Greek tint? It's yes, I would say this is Immortals it Phoenix is Rising. Yay! That's good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, not that I'm like terribly surprised, um, but I don't know, like, at the beginning, I saw a lot of, like, good stuff. Uh, th- that's what I said in my 24-hour impressions. I said that I saw a lot of promise, but I also see a lot of red flags. And I expected it to get worse as the game continued. But really, I, if anything, I feel like it's gotten better as we've gone on. Not tremendously, but, you know, certain things, as you unlock more abilities, I found myself having a little more fun. And so, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it greatly. It's oh, good. While it's not, like, top three or anything... It's of the releases of this year. It's probably one of my favorites, actually. Hooray. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. Beneath, like, you know, the obvious, like, hard yeah, hitters, sure. like yeah, Hades yeah, yeah. and no. Ghost of Tsushima and stuff. Sure, yeah. I mean, we got to, yeah, we need an episode just to talk about that. Yeah, tune in. Tune in. Hey, soon. it's hey. coming soon. <laughs> uh, now, um, I mean, not, not to talk about next week's episode now, but hey. If you want to talk about promise and uh, red flags, stay tuned for our cyberpunk review. Oh, boy. oh my oof, gosh. Oof, oof. I'm so Aww. scared. I hope it does not run like trash on my PC. Yeah, have fun with that, guys. <laughs> I will yeah. sit there and watch. I'm nervous, but... Yeah, uh, I'll wait for John to play it a little bit. Let me know how it goes, and then I'll, I'll grab it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll probably play it tonight, actually. At least, like, the opening or something. Damn you. Do you want to stream it? No, watch it. I don't know if yeah. my internet connection is going to be great, but I'm yeah, I'll try it. We'll see. It'll be fun. It's right. cute. Um, but hey, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, if you've enjoyed this, please consider checking out the links in our uh, in our show notes so you can see different ways to support the show. I want to give a special thank you to our friends uh, Ann Bear, Jerry Benetados for supporting the show. Um, if you want to help Amanda get a switch, please consider joining us on Patreon. You get access <laughs> to cool you. stuff like our 24 hour impressions. We did one for this game. We'll be doing one for cyberpunk, you know, all those new releases, um, as well as at higher tiers, uh, lots of other cool rewards, like the ability to play games with us if you like us that much and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. And if you've enjoyed what we've done here. And, man, I want to give some spoilers for future series because uh, this would be the perfect episode to announce it, but I can't. Um, if you want to hear more of us being Tom Fools, uh, go check out our other podcast, Dungeons and Drimbus. It's an actual play D&D podcast. Right now we are doing Hunt for the Florida Man. Um, episode Woo. four is coming out this week. And, Woo. man, it's been, a, it's been a fun time. I, um, I, I think if you guys enjoy us here like this you'll probably enjoy us uh, as much if not even more on that other show so consider checking that out but um thank you all so much for listening and we'll talk at you real soon goodbye 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 goodbye